Welcome to My Time, My Life with Trinette Faint. On this season of my podcast, I'll be talking to a variety of people, from creative entrepreneurs to business owners to writers to entertainers and others, about being bold and courageous, overcoming obstacles, and taking risks, all in the name of chasing dreams and building a career. I hope their stories will inspire you on your own journey. Thanks for listening. My guest today is Amira Lorario, a lifestyle and fitness model who began her career at the age of 55. Amira is also a creative writer, having recently completed her bachelor's degree that she started in the 1990s. She's a former running coach and personal fitness trainer and has published articles about her life as a mother of four, world marathon runner, and part-time employee. Amira spent over 10 years as a running coach, and she's trained many runners from beginners to intermediate to advanced. A competitive runner herself, she's run over 30 marathons around the world. In 2017, she completed all six Abbott World Marathon majors, which included London, Boston, New York, Berlin, Chicago, and Tokyo. In 2021, Amira qualified for the Abbott World Marathon Age Group World Championships, which was held in London in 2022. And she qualified again for the World Championships in Chicago in 2023, and she will run the World Championships for a third time in Sydney, Australia in in the fall of this year. Amira writes fiction, nonfiction, and poetry, and in 2023, she wrote her first short and feature-length screenplay. Born and raised in the northwest of England, Amira permanently moved to the U.S. in 1992 after meeting her husband the previous year while working at a summer camp in Lenox, Mass. Hello, Amira. How are you? Hello. Good. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to join my podcast. (laughs) It's so lovely to see you. Um, Your resume is is super impressive. Uh, Thank you. You you must have like not a spare minute to your day. (laughs) Not much. Not much time. Yeah. (laughs) So when you were growing up in England, had you always envisioned a creative career for yourself? I had not. Although when I think back, I was always very creative. Like I was always big into art. Mm-hmm. Um, I taught myself how to knit. I don't know if kids mm-hmm. still knit anymore. Well, my daughter does. She well, she crochets. Um, mm-hmm. And um, like we would make like our own Christmas decorations. And so, you know, I've always been um, very artsy. But it was not anything that I ever connected like with a future self. In fact, most of my years growing up, I struggled to know what I wanted to do, you know, as a career. Interesting. Interesting. Because you do photography too, right? I love photography. Mm. Um, It's um, definitely something I'd like to get back into doing. Um, Mm -hmm. A lot of times I'll like take my phone with me when I'm running, you know, and I like to um, take pictures when I'm running. I, and, you know, I have um, an Instagram page where I just post all those pictures and it's kind of mm-hmm. like my little running diary. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. Awesome. Um, and why did you choose to come to the U.S. over London? Well, I came to the U.S. to work on the summer camp, like you said, mm-hmm. and met my husband. And because I'd already graduated college and I'm a couple of years older than he is. Mm-hmm. And I'd already traveled quite a bit, you know, around the world. 
um, I decided that, well, we decided that it would be easier for me to come here. Okay. Um, you know, and so to that, clarify, is college in the UK the same as like high school in America? No, or? no. I mean, uh, university. Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And my husband had like, you know, more classes to take um, to graduate. So it was just easier for me to come here. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, and had you always been a runner and how does that influence your creativity if it does at all? I have not always been a runner. I didn't start running until I was 43 after I had wow. four children. Wow. Yeah. yeah. What, what so, started that? A friend, um, who I met cause I actually learned how to swim properly mm -hmm. too. When I was in, when I was 41 and at these swimming lessons, um, I met a friend and she was into tries, you know, triathletes, triathlons. Yeah. So she said to me one day, do you want to come and run a 5k? And I said, what's that? And she said, it's three miles. I'm like, three miles. I can't run three miles. And she's like, yeah, you can. So I said, oh, okay. Well, I had a, absolutely no running gear, of course, you know? Yeah. And I run this, I ran this race and I thought I was literally going to die um, because <laughs> I was not a runner at all. And then there was a second in the series the, the month after, and I actually did a lot better. Um, and I kind of placed in my age group. So I was kind of like, oh, this is cool. And then I decided to do a half marathon, well, we both did, um, mm -hmm. a couple of months later. And when I finished the marathon, the half marathon, the half marathon has had blue ribbons mm -hmm. and the marathon has had orange ribbons. And I said, I'm coming back next year and getting myself an orange ribbon. And qualifying nice. for the Boston Marathon, which wow. I did. That is <laughs> huge for someone who had never run before to, yep. to make that your goal in a yep. year's time. Wow. What did that training look like? How did you do that? For the marathon? Yeah. Well, for the marathon, I, well, because I wanted to qualify for Boston, so mm -hmm. this is the end of the summer, I thought, well, I need a marathon in the middle. So I chose one. Actually, it was really hilly because it was in Holyoke, Mass. Mm -hmm. um, and, and it happened to be the first 90-degree day of the year because it was like May 5th. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> so I did like a rookie, rookie marathon training plan and, um, and this marathon to see how I would feel. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I think I ran like a 324 or something. And, um, but I completed it. And then I thought, okay, I need to get better. Obviously, to qualify for Boston, I needed a 345. Mm -hmm. And so I joined a running group. And five months later, I ran the Hartford Marathon and qualified for Boston with wow. the second marathon. Yeah, I ran 45 wow. minutes faster um, and qualified for Boston. So that Jeez. was back in 2011. And I've qualified every year since. Yeah. I can't even imagine running a marathon. I've got a good friend in Chicago who runs marathons and she started also in her mid forties, I guess, running seriously. Um, and she's like you, she, you know, just does these things. Like it's not a big deal. And I'm like, who are you? <laughs> I think I was actually, I think I am like kind of naturally athletic. Do you know what I mean? Because when mm -hmm. I started running, it just, it was just something, I mean, don't get me wrong. It was hard. It's always hard. It's hard to train. Um, it actually gets easier in certain ways, but, um, you know, I think I was just kind of, I hate to say it, but born to run. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. whereas some people, 
I think have to work a little bit. Not that I don't work hard because I do, you know, because I'm a competitive runner too. You know, obviously yeah. qualifying for the world um, age group championship. So, um, yeah. It's impressive. It's very impressive. Thank you. Like I used to do, um, I was a, a track person a long time ago um, when I was in high school. I just ran like the mile relay, um, yeah. two mile relay sometimes. And I was more of a high jumper though. And I did hurdles occasionally, but I could not imagine running any distance beyond 800, you know. Like it's all training. <laughs> it's just all training. I mean, if you, if you train, you know, it's open to, you know, and, and you learn how to, um, you know, not get injured, obviously, um, mm -hmm. because then that stunts your training. Um, but um, the, the trouble I have right now is just that I'm so busy and, and now, you know, with work, I, I just am gone a lot. So it's hard for me to get my runs in. So that's what I'm struggling with at the minute. So it's hard for me to do them early in the mornings. Yeah, like this morning I was out, at, um, I met the fellas at six o'clock and I ran at six o'clock because I knew if I didn't, then I wouldn't get a chance to do it. And I also went to the gym this morning, which I normally don't do um, <laughs> because I knew that we were meeting today. So that's what you do. You know what I mean? You just have yeah. to change your life around um, yeah. day to day to fit in with what you have going on. I am super impressed. Super impressed. Um Oh, so how does running influence your creativity? I think that was part of the question. Um, I was running to. influences my creativity a lot because being a, um, a distance runner, of course, I spend a lot of time on the road. Um, mm -hmm. And for most of my training, I run on my by myself. Mm -hmm. um, I do my long runs sometimes with the guys. Um, and so being out there on the road, it just gives me time to to think about, you know. Um, life and things that I want to write about and yeah, um, yeah or sometimes things will just pop into my head as I'm running along you know I'll see something and I'm like oh I could yeah. write about that you know what yeah. I mean so um yeah. just being on the road for you know and I sometimes I'm out there for like three hours well actually that's how long the run was this past weekend it was three hours because it was 22 miles so <laughs> wow <laughs> <laughs> But good for you. I'm so impressed by you. <laughs> You've got to love it. That. You've got to love it. I mean, it's it's not, I tell people now, it's not what I do. It's a part of who I am. Mm -hmm. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Yeah, yeah. It has to be. It just has to At be. At what stage do those endorphins kick in to keep you going? Um, I don't know. Every day is different. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Um. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I can go out and feel great running 22 miles. Other days I can go out and a five mile can feel like a, a real slog. You yeah. know what I mean? So it just depends too, like on other things you've got going on in your life, how well you've eaten the day before, or, you know, there's just so many factors, whether mm. there's snow on the ground or it's freezing or, you know, where your head's at. Like this morning, I did not want to get up and run with the fellas, <laughs> but I knew if I didn't get up that I just wouldn't run today. Yeah, you know, yeah. and I've lost. I lost two days of running because of work already. So yeah. I couldn't afford to lose today as well. Do your children um, run with you? They, I have run with my children um, mm -hmm. in races when they were little. Um, yes, um, they won't run anymore, but I'm hoping that they will come back to it because you know, two of my daughters are pretty good at running. Um, 
I don't think my son will ever come back to it. He's not really the sporty type, but yeah, I've had some fun times running with my kids and I always had them going to like running clubs and stuff, you know? So, um, so yeah, I did bring them up in the running community. (laughs) Family affair. (laughs) And actually my husband used to be the runner. I wasn't the runner. He was the runner. Um, but he doesn't run anymore. Ah, so what did he swap out his sneakers for? Does he do anything else? Um, well, the couch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every spring, he like decides he's going to start up again, and by the middle of the summer, that's that's well, it. Probably because he knows he can't catch you, so. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and that's that's it. I mean, it just takes so much will, dedication, motivation, yeah. discipline. I guess is the word discipline. Yeah, yeah. Um, to make yourself keep doing it every day, right? right. With well, whatever we do, right? Writing, whatever yeah, we do. Any, yeah, yeah. Just, just like writing, there's so many times I can think of a billion other things to do. I'm like, let me just focus. I have a feeling you're probably better at getting on with your writing than I am. Well, you did make that (laughs) comment once. What did I ask you on on Instagram? You said, don't leave it to the last minute. Yes. (laughs) I'm a procrastinator. Do you know, it's the weirdest thing. I'm like the biggest procrastinator, but I always get it done. But I am a huge procrastinator. I think I work good under pressure. I think that's what it is. Mm, mm. Well, I think we all uh, suffer from that. A bit, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, maybe it's a writer's thing. Maybe I've just had this the story that I've finished. You know, I've been working on it for almost five years, and it's just wow. been like in my head so much in different ways. And um, it it wasn't that difficult to to get out on the page. You know, obviously the revisions are painful and the feedback and all that stuff you have to go through. But like the basic story, just getting that out, that was. Um, that's actually been quite fun, like writing that. And I'm already, you know, thinking about like my next premise. Uh, I don't have it quite nailed yet, but uh, I have a character in mind that I'll, I'll build around. So, no, oh, that's awesome. You probably like me, like you have it all in your head and then you put it down on paper. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I can't just start. I've got to have it all up here first. And then once I start writing, it just comes out from because it's all up here already. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, there's nothing worse than sitting there wondering what you're going to write next, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that we have that in common. Um, okay, so let's talk about writing. Tell me, so you you just finished your bachelor's degree in English and creative writing. Where did that passion come from? Is that with that from your childhood when you were just like naturally creative yeah you so always I've writing always stories been, and stuff yeah I've always been a writer um as long as I can remember you know I've always loved writing poems poems actually come to me quite easily mm. um probably the easiest of anything so um you know I've always loved writing poems and stories and um you know growing up I read a lot because um most of the, some of the times we didn't have a television and mm-hmm. when we did have a television, um, we weren't allowed to watch it very much. So I did read an awful lot. Um, I used to love um, Agatha Christie, 
you know. Well, first of all, when I was younger, I went through the Enid Blyton series. I don't know if you've ever heard of Enid Blyton. She's a British no. um, author that did um, things like, um, that wrote books like uh, The uh, Famous Five and The Secret Seven um, and Mallory Towers. So it's about this boarding school. So okay. I love those. And then um, I love anything to do with like mystery, you know, mm. solving a mystery. Um, I'm big so into I'm, the British crime dramas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's I mean, I watch those like I, I have I take that as my reading, you know, mm-hmm. watching all those shows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love because I, I have BritBox and I have Acorn TV and I have Prime and I just I just watch them all. Well, they yeah. are character studies. That they is for are. Sure. For sure. Yeah. yeah and there's mm-hmm. some brilliant writing, you know, mm-hmm. um, on, on, on most of them. Yeah. So sometimes um, I'll be watching them and I'm just like trying to envision the script, like what the script must look like. Yes. And I'm like, wow. Or like how they even develop the characters, given them uh, so much dimension and, and personality, you know, it's, it's right. pretty incredible. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. just the storylines blow me away. I'm like, you mm-hmm. know, how did they come up with that story? You know? Right. Um, right. It's probably uh, lots of alcohol. <laughs> yeah alcohol and weed <laughs> probably shouldn't have said that but you know but it's real, it's real. I, that's not my formula but you know being an athlete but you know mine either um so let's talk about your modeling you started it in your mid-50s why did you that's start right. it then and where did you get the confidence to do that well um Somehow I was saw something online. I think I was on Facebook or something, and I'd seen this model, and she was like in her fifties. And I was like, "Wow, people model in their fifties, you know?" Because everybody thinks that models are like teens and twenties. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, so then I kind of thought about doing it for quite a while, um, and took some pictures, sent them off. Um, never heard anything. This was years ago. Mm-hmm. And then um, my agency that I'm with now, every year, they used to do it three times a year, but since COVID, they only do it one time a year, once mm-hmm. a year now. And it's called Top Model Search. And mm-hmm. they bring agents from New York and you walk the runway and they, they see you walk the runway. And I'd taken my daughter because my daughter's a model. Mm-hmm. And I saw like these older women walking the runway and I wasn't dressed for it or anything. And right at the end, I thought, I'm going to, I'm going to have a turn. I'm going to do it. So um, I went and filled out a form and I walked down the runway. I must have looked horrendous. I don't know. I didn't know what I was doing. And um, and then we were both scouted that way. Um, I didn't do anything with it for a couple of years because, you know, I was doing the coaching and and Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. Um, But then when COVID hit um, and I was getting tired of doing the coaching anyway before then. Mm -hmm. And then when COVID hit and. you know, everybody's problems were just elevated and yeah, I had my own problems and my four kids and I was like, I just can't, I can't do this anymore. And um, so then I decided to go back to school and contacted the modeling agency and, um, and wow. within like, I'm, I'm not kidding you, like within literally minutes, my contract <laughs> was sitting on the computer. <laughs> wow that so is incredible waiting for me yeah they're like what took you so long and I think I just needed to be in that place you know where yeah. I was ready to make that transition yeah yeah um, and what chutzpah 
you know, and just like the confidence and the the will to do that, to enter this field that has just like so much rejection. But it's also like a better time to enter in your 50s because you know that's not the end of the world. And it's far less personal when you, when you reject it in your 40s and 50s than when you are as a teenager and in your 20s. And um, plus two, um, older models are super, super popular right now because of, um, you know, the baby boomers. The industry has realized that they're mm -hmm. the people with all the money, mm -hmm. you know, not these teens. Um, and, um, and so the marketing is just huge for, you know, 40, yes, 50, yes. 60 year olds. Um, so it's they need models to portray that. A different world than yes. know, many years ago. I started around 16, I guess, in Chicago. And there was nobody really over 30 that I yeah. can remember that was like working. Um, so, yeah. So it's great that you, you seized your moment. You seized your opportunity. I think it was just timing. It was just a really good time because originally I'd start, cause I'd started school at the same time. Mm -hmm. So my plan was always to, you know, be a writer cause that's mm -hmm. what I've done, you know, mm -hmm. but I had no idea that the modeling and acting was just going to like explode the way that it did. Yeah. And, um, so I, it kind of has flipped a little bit now. Do you know what I mean? That's, that is now more of my focus. Um, and I love how you posted that you were on Law and Order recently. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's amazing. I you know, look like a tough cop in that you, photo. <laughs> you know what? I was thinking. You know, I told my friend today. I because it never really dawned on me at first, and then I looked at it and I thought, you know, I guess I really should be proud of that because of all the Hell thousands yeah, you of actors be. that they could have chosen. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, I was the one that was chosen. Yeah. You know, and um and it was um it, it's pretty big. Yeah, it was pretty big. It's huge. Let's <laughs> say like, go girl, get it, get it. <laughs> um tell me, were there any major challenges that you faced starting a modeling career at fifty five? Not real well, not as a model per se, but as a mother, you know, so being gone so much and um you know figuring out who was going to pick my, like my kids, three of them are now driving. So it's not as hard, but yep. at the time where I only had one of them driving. And so it was like, who's picking this person up from there and how are the, you know, who's getting here when and, and, and dinner and, and, you know, I just like, I haven't cleaned my house in like weeks and I have to tell myself that nobody's going to die if I don't clean my, do you know what I mean? Because yeah. I just don't have time to do it all I'll get around to it eventually mm -hmm. um but um and I used to be very fastidious about that kind of stuff mm. but this career and as kind of um See, in school has kind of made me have to go yeah yeah let reprioritize something yeah yeah and know Not that, that I don't think about it I mean I've right. been thinking about changing the sheets for the past you know two <laughs> weeks and, and you know I almost did it today but um it's not happening now so maybe right. tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> um what were some of the risks that you've taken in building your all-around creative career the risks that I've taken I think just being because 
I was always like, I am extroverted, but I'm also very introverted. I was a person that never like liked my picture taken. I never liked being out in the forefront. And, um, you know, just the fact that even like with my Instagram, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That I'm, I'm getting that out there and I'm getting myself out there because I realized really quickly um, in this business that it's all about being seen, you know, yeah, so yeah. I, um, that's my priority. Yeah. So I think like the biggest risk was just um, was just getting myself out there, just just mm-hmm. saying to myself, Amira, just and I don't know if you've seen those pictures <laughs> just posted on Instagram, but um, I've actually had those pictures for a while and um, never posted them because it took I'm a certain have kind to of look confidence. After this, confidence after this yes. conversation. Yeah to to push those out there and um yeah they've caused quite a stir so um i really gotta look (laughs) (laughs) so the risks i've taken is um is more personal Mm -hmm. inside you know risking not being hurt or or you know what i mean and yeah i do get rejection i do an awful lot of auditions i get a lot of rejections but i get a lot of amazing jobs too yeah um, yeah you know with top companies so i i do an audition and then i just move on do you know what i mean you can't yeah you have you to can't, yeah because there's so much rejection for every job you get there are countless others that that you didn't get yeah and then a lot of times like because i do so many auditions and then they'll like weeks later they'll be like oh they want you for this job and i'm like what job was that and then i gotta go back and look at what it was you know what i mean yeah. because it's it's so many weeks later so you just never know when that's and and the great thing about this job is um is that you never ever know what's going to be in your inbox every day mm-hmm. do you know what i mean so yep. you never ever know you open that inbox in fact today you know i had that good news today um you know about the casting that i did yesterday so um oh the one you're on hold for yeah so you just never know what's Mm going to be in your inbox um every day I mean and that's why you've always got to be willing to be um to go at a moment's notice yeah you know what I mean flexible yep um and you have to do that so you can't be like well I can't do this because I've got that or I mean look how many times we've had to reschedule you know I know (laughs) (laughs) um because this that's the life you know um and you got to go with it. You know, I, I people said to me or they, and they still do. They think I'm crazy for going to New York, for spending five hours there and back to New oh, York. Oh, goodness. No, no. But you have I to go do where that. The work is. Yeah. You go yeah. where the work is. And yeah. if I hadn't have gone to New York in the first place, then I probably wouldn't be represented by an agency in New York or, right. you know, be up for these jobs because they know I'm willing to travel and to go there, you know? Yeah. And, you know, that's where conversations happen. That's, you know, yeah. the cradle of so much stuff. So you got to do that. I, I do that occasionally. We'll go down for a day and take meetings and, you know, whatever I have to do. Um, and then come back to Boston. It's just like, if you're not willing to do those sorts of things, uh, then this is not the business for you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But even like models and actors that I know, they're like, you go to New York? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, you're crazy. But am I? No, apparently not. You yeah. know what I mean? I bet you're working <laughs> a lot more than they are. <laughs> <laughs> um, so tell me, since you do a bit of everything, 
what is the most challenging for you? Running a marathon, modeling, acting, or writing? Well, they all have their own challenges. Um, I wouldn't say one was more challenging than the other. Mm-hmm. Um, because they all have like their ch- like obviously with a marathon, you know, you've got to do your training. Um, with the modeling, you know, I've got to travel a lot. I've got to be in the right frame of mind. You know, I and gotta, you got to stay in shape. I got to stay so in shape. Too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> with writing, you know, I I just got to sit down and get on with it and and think about it. Um, so they're all challenging, but they're all rewarding if you get on and do it. That's mm-hmm. that's the thing I tell people. Like, you can't think about it. You've just got to do it. Oh, do you yeah. know what I mean? If you yeah. sit and think about it, you're not going to do it. So don't, exactly. you know, people say, how do you do all the things you do? And, and it's because I just do it. I don't sit and right. think about it. Right. You just get on with it. Right. Right. Um, right. And you make it work. Um, mm-hmm. No matter how, how you know, um, I was talking to uh, somebody the other day and, and about this um, photographer and they're like, well, you know, you have a car. And I'm like, well, hitch a ride, you know, or, or rent a car. <laughs> rent a car. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, you, you, you can't. You can't be making excuses. You just got to get on. And, and if you want to advance, you know, because yeah. Um, yeah. I could make an excuse about not going out for a run this morning because it was really cold and I was really tired. But right. Um, right. But the rewards of me going out means that, you know, I get to go run the Paris Marathon in April, which, um, you know, oh, is jealous. amazing because I've wanted to do it jealous. for so long. Yeah. And that's my reward for working yep. hard. <laughs> so you look at the rewards, I guess what you get out of it at the end. Exactly. Yeah. And just so people understand, like, doing it too. yep. So you're in Connecticut and you uh, work in both like New England and New York, just so people understand when you're talking about like going to New York, so they understand geographically yes. where you are. Yeah. So I have an agency in New York mm-hmm. um, who I am exclusive with for the New York metropolitan area. And then I have an agent in Connecticut who I am exclusive with for Boston, Connecticut, and Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Cool. And tell us a bit about that Dunkin' Donuts commercial that you did last year. Oh, wow. So um, that coincided with um, the Boston Marathon. Mm-hmm. Um, so we shot it the week before. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a little bit warm. But um, so I auditioned, you know, like, oh, I don't know how many people... But um, yeah, I got the I got the job, and um, I spent practically the entire day running up um, Heartbreak Hill because you know it was um, to coincide with um, mm-hmm. you know the um, Boston Marathon. So we actually shot the uh, commercial backwards. We started off at the end. I'm actually coming out of Dunkin' Donuts, but we started off with me coming out of Dunkin' Donuts. Ah, yeah, and. Um, and then where it looks like I'm coming out of the house in the morning mm-hmm. and it's dark, mm-hmm. that's actually um, the evening. So you can tell how long this day was. I think we shot it from like 10 o'clock in the morning to like half past nine at night. Wow. And we did that's a, a bit like inside the house because they rented a house. Um, mm-hmm. But that did not make it to screen. So ah, we, did, we had a lot of footage. In fact, um, the director made a director's cut of his own afterwards. Um, cause I think he, he's, we had so much footage, you know, and I think he struggled with deciding what to put in and what not to put in. And, um, yeah. So it's funny cause my brother-in-law, he watches a lot of sports and he's like, oh, you know, 
I told him about how I'd done this Dunkin' Donuts advert as a runner. He's like, yeah, I saw this Dunkin' Donuts commercial and this runner. And I'm like, yeah, Bob, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> this is my brother-in-law, you know, he's like, oh, that was you? It's like, yeah, that was me. <laughs> That's a pretty sweet reward for all the training. So it it was super fun. Everybody I work with um, that I've ever worked with has been so nice. You know, the mm. whole, like, the the producers, the directors, the crews, you know, uh, people that, you know, serve crafty, um, you know, it's just, it's just a really, those are the best. (laughs) Although sometimes they can be cranky, you know, the crafty people, (laughs) but, um, (laughs) but yeah, um, it's just, um, everybody's just so nice. Chasing, running after a donut the whole time? Is that what kept you going the whole time? I actually did not have a donut. I did have a coffee. Um, I did have a Dunkin' Donuts coffee at the beginning of the day. Um, but um, I did not have a donut. I think I was still training for something. I wasn't running Boston. Um, I actually wish that I had registered for Boston after doing the commercial, you know what I mean? But um, what was I training for? I can't even remember. Um, I think I was training for London. Yeah. So, got it. Got it. Yeah. Got it. So that was fun. They're all fun in their own way. <laughs> so my last few questions for you. Um, how has having a family influenced your creativity, if it has at all? Uh, well, and especially having four kids, um, because, you know, they're all different. Mm-hmm. Um, I love them all very dearly. Um, and... Um, yeah, I mean, I just, you know, they're they're very active in, like, theatre. Uh, they've always been active in theatre, well, especially my girls, you know, in chorus. And so um, so they've always been very creative. You know, my daughter, she's she crochets, you know. My other daughter loves to, like, do crafts. And um, mm-hmm. so we are creative. Even my husband loves to draw So we're, and play the guitar. And so we're a creative family. And um, so I I just use like all those um, experiences, um, mm-hmm. you know, in in like my writing and um, see, that's what I do when I write. I, I do incorporate real life people. Mm-hmm. I make up the characters, mm-hmm. but they're always based on real life people mm-hmm. because I just find it so much easier that way and so much more interesting to use like these people that I know and put mm-hmm. them in like different roles do you know what I mean different, like scenarios yeah yeah obviously I don't call them by their names but <laughs> <laughs> so would your um, kids know that you were that they are one of your characters if they read any of your work um maybe be like hey I'm not sure. mom this looks familiar I, I actually <laughs> did this um non-fiction story about my um four-year school reunion which I did not attend so it is totally um fiction mm-hmm. um and part of it was based off my 25th um reunion school reunion but I'm wondering if I should ever like let my girlfriends read it <laughs> because yes they will know that it's them um it's not bad you know that's but, all right um, maybe I should let them read it they might have a little bit of a chuckle um and that's another thing too i i love they to would be honored humor. that yeah and, that you and um, story. i like to incorporate humor into my writing as well mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. 
because you know I'm from the north of England and we like to joke about a lot and uh so yeah <laughs> <laughs> well I love the fact that you went back to school after you had um your kids after was it being derailed for a number of years between starting university yeah. and and finishing and, and so when i came that. here uh, to america in 92 i was actually i'd actually been to school for i was in the catering industry so you know anywhere from like the whole from management to um you know i'd done the whole gamut mm -hmm. um and so but real high-end catering mm -hmm. you know where you dressed up you did the whole silver service bit and all that so when I came here it was kind of hard to make that transition so I had to do I figured I needed to do something different and it was hard to do the catering with you know when you're married and you've got your split shifts and everything yeah um so I did do my SATs and mm -hmm. I did quite well and I could have gone for the last two years to Yukon but I'd never been to school here before, mm -hmm. so it was a little bit intimidating. So I said, okay, I'm just going to start from the beginning. Mm -hmm. um, and my credits wouldn't transfer anyway because oh, they were too old. That's annoying. <laughs> yeah, they only, they only went back as far as 97 or something. I can't remember, but yeah. Um, so I did my two years, and then I was about to transfer, and then I got into the car accident and ended up having back surgery. And um, so I was in my early 30s. And so when I recovered from that, I was like, wow, I better start having some children. Um, you know, and I was uh, um, four weeks shy of 35 when I had my mm -hmm. first. Mm -hmm. And um, and the same with my with my daughter. I was 41 with my last child. Mm -hmm. um, but it had always bothered me that I'd never completed, you know, this degree. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I was like, I, and I said to my friend, I said, you know, I, I really like to complete that degree. And she's like, well, why don't you? And I was like, yeah, why don't I? <laughs> <laughs> I got to tell you, though, like registering back into school after 25 years, it was so hard. It was so mm -hmm. much work. I, you know, just. It was a lot of work. Um, they don't make it easy, you know, for people yeah. to reenter the, the school. Um, but, uh, and it's been a challenge. I, I would have to say that, that being in school for the past two and a half years has been one of my biggest challenges ever. Mm. Um, just because of everything else I've got going on. Yeah. Um, but look first at started, you. It wasn't, you pardon? you've done it. I've done it. Well, yeah, I've done it. <laughs> <laughs> I know I should throw a big party. We should have a big party after. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, you know, in June we should we should have a party. You know, what we should do is when uh, the film comes out that that we uh, met on, we should have a watch party, either That's here right. or there, and it yeah. could be like kind of a combination. Yeah, yeah but it's got to like include good food and alcohol. <laughs> I, I feel like I I just really need to celebrate. <laughs> I mean, it's a huge milestone. Huge milestone. And yeah, we'll make sure I, we, we check what, we, what we're wearing, too, that day. For those who can't see us, we're actually in the exact same color. <laughs> yeah, we're, like, matching. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's like that sisterhood thing, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> um, so tell us, Amira, what are you reading right now? Uh, well, the only thing I'm reading at the moment is my stuff for school. Okay. Um, because I have one of those professors 
who just keeps throwing out more stuff for us to read um, on top of the school stuff that we have to read. I mean, it's very yeah. nice of him that he loves to explain everything in detail. But then I got to read all that as well. And it's a bit like overwhelming. Um, I only ever had one other professor like that. And it, it's a lot of work reading all their stuff. Um, and this is your, you your last sure class you to the miss... very end. Pardon? You're in, the, you're in the midst of your very last class. Oh, yeah. 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 Just a, a few weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're almost there. So um, what was the question? Oh, yeah. So what am I reading? Yeah. So, so that's, that's, um, that's what I'm reading. Yeah. <laughs> homework <laughs> yeah or the professor's notes right yeah oh. okay and last question is what piece of music inspires you well I love all kinds of music from you know rock to jazz to um classical um to the music they play today but I, you know, I'm like so many other people, you know, I'm stuck in the era that I grew up in, you know, I, I love, still love listening to George Michael when I run, oh my God, and, right? <laughs> you know, Whitney Houston when I'm in the car driving to New York and because it's you know so I mean? good. And, and uh, so, yeah, uh, those 80s, 90s uh, music is um, the 90s was like, you know, what drives me decade for yeah. music. My God, yeah. they, they just don't, they don't, they don't make music like that anymore. I know. Although I, I'm sure every era says that, you know what I mean? But, but this is true. They really yeah, don't. But I, I, you know, and then if I hear a good beat, then, you know, I'll download it onto my MP3 player. Um, Cause obviously it's gotta be a certain beat for me to run to. Cause yeah. you know, I run at a certain pace, so it can't be like too slow or anything. Um, and um, yeah, so right now I'm like into a lot of uh, the old, the, older stuff that George Michael did, a lot of stuff that people probably haven't heard. Because um, I, I discovered it just um, one day in the car with my um, Echo, my Lexa Echo or whatever. Mm -hmm. And um, I was like, wow, this is great songs. And most people probably haven't even heard them, you know? You know, so. last uh, summer, fall, whatever it was, I can't remember now, um, I was in Bristol in the UK and I was at this record store and on my flight to London, I had watched a George Michael documentary. Uh, I guess it was called Freedom, I think. And he said that the album um, that Freedom is on, I guess it's called Freedom, I don't know, uh, was his favorite album. So I was in this record store and I asked the, the guy there, I said, do you have any George Michael? And he said, yeah, I think so. And he goes, because I can find any like out, you know, in the bins. So he goes in the back and he's like, I found one. And it was Listen Without Prejudice. That's the album. He's like, this is the one that I have. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, I was just watching a documentary and he said, this is his favorite album. And I just was like over the moon. And it is such a great album. So it is. Yes. It is. Isn't it though? And older too. His, his album Older okay. has some amazing songs on there. Okay. Um, that, like I said, probably a lot of people haven't even heard of, you know, and I'm in the gym and people are looking at me, you know, and I'm rocking away and <laughs> <laughs> they're probably like, what's she doing? But um, yeah, I mean, just, you know, happy. Well, sort of kind of happy. Well, a happy beat. Some of the words aren't always so happy, but yeah. Okay. I'll have to check that one out too. Yeah. It's called Older. Okay. 
All right, Amira, thank you so much for taking time to come on my podcast. Well, thank, you. thank you for having me. It's, yes. been, it's been a blast. Yes, it's been a really <laughs> I'll nice have to interview you one of these up. days. Yes, yes. I will be I ready. would be really interested in, uh, you know, listening to your story. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you've got an interest in life yourself, you know? Uh, I guess, yeah. I suppose. <laughs> a nonlinear path, you know, so. Well, thank you all for listening to another episode of uh, My Time, My Life. And until next time, take care. Bye. Thank you. My Time, My Life with Trinette Faint is a Floor 51 production.